All right, hello, idiots on parade, the too ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Uh, it's going well. We're supposed to have a guest on today, Andrew Hall, atheist. We've had him on in the past. We actually, I think, talked for an hour, uh, but he's he's changed his Skype information. So I sent a contact request to his new profile, and as soon as that goes through, we'll we'll bring him into the fold. But as we were waiting, Jake and I started talking, and I said, "Well, why don't we just start recording?" And uh, Jake, tell tell what happened. Uh, you got a you got an earbud you thought was bad, and then I made a smart ass comment. I yeah, it turns out I'm deaf in one ear. Yeah, so. well, that was the thing. As you said, hold on, say something. I can't hear you in one ear. I think my earbud is dead. And then me being a dickhead, I said, "No, no, Jake, I've been meaning to tell you, you're deaf in that ear." It's just yeah. a stupid comment. I live in Iowa. You know, we're we're nowhere near each other. We're a thousand miles apart. How would I? The reason I wanted to start recording is probably the best day of my life. Uh, it's not my marriage. It's not the birth of my children. It's not the first time I had sex. It's none of that. Best day of my life is uh, my friend uh, Brandon. One day um, we were at the gym. We, we met at the gym and we're walking to work out or whatever. We went to a, a fitness class, aerobics class, because you know we're men and we're very butch and butch men take aerobics classes. And one day he was complaining about a headache. He said, oh, I've got a headache. I'm, I've, I've had it for like three days. I'm going to go to the doctor tomorrow. And just offhanded, I said, well, it's a tumor. You've got a tumor. You've got a brain tumor. And he goes, ha, ha, ha. Next day he comes to the gym. He had a brain tumor. I fucking called it. I was laughing so hard that I called his brain tumor just out of nowhere. And he well, had you that. either called it or you jinxed him. You know, that, yeah, it could be. But he had to have surgery, and he's fine now. You know, it, which is uh, you know, I, I suppose good. But I, I could not. Maybe have been this happier. is a weird episode of the Twilight Zone where. Every time you make a shitty joke at someone, it comes true, like a cursed monkey paw or something like oh, that. You got like cursed jokes. I didn't think of that. Or I just, I was going to say not even jokes, just shitty uh, medical advice or shitty, you know, diagnostic, uh, yeah, joke, but medical field. So can Could I wish be. cancer upon Donald Trump? Um, would that work? Um, no, nah, I don't think curses you can use for good. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's a cursed monkey paw. It's not a, it's 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 not an ambivalent magical monkey paw. It's a cursed goddamn monkey paw. Like only the only the bad stuff happens, and the good stuff kind of happens, but with not a catch. really. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it happens good, but then there's a catch. Like, oh, I can't remember any of them, but. It like was, there's gonna be a catch. Like if 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 you cur if you wish c cancer on Donald Trump, what's gonna happen is he's gonna get some kind of incurable cancer, but then uh, he's somehow going to get through it, and it's gonna inspire the entire nation like right before the elections. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like and just to kind of sway people in his favor. A 2020 cancer survivor. He'll ride on that. He's he's uh unfatigable he's strong he beat cancer get him in the presidency again you are absolutely right it can't be used for good you have to only use it for evil um, i beat incurable cancer i clearly beat kirk and hillary again <laughs> god wants me to win this election people god that's why he cured my incurable tumor i can beat isis i beat cancer i can beat isis that's how it works you beat cancer oh, yeah. you beat isis I beat cancer, I can beat ISIS is, is, is an awesome campaign slogan, dude. It's, it's possibly the best campaign slogan anyone has ever had. I think what we need to do is find a cancer survivor and run them in 2020. Or maybe we should just run cancer survivors in the midterm elections. I think that's, I mean, what else do the Democrats have to run on? Nothing. So 
all they have is anti-Trump and that doesn't work. You don't want to, you want to run for something, not against something. So run on the premise of beating cancer, beating ISIS. All right. How about this? We, we, we run Lance Armstrong. All right. He, he beat cancer and he's going to be like, listen, so many presidents haven't been able to get anything good done because it gets tied up in regulations. I'm a good guy getting around the rules and fucking yeah. winning. All right. <laughs> I was going to, I was wondering where the cheating passed. angle was going to come from. But <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to go, Oh, I got a camp compromise with the Republicans. So I can only pass healthcare by forcing everyone to buy health insurance. Nah, I'm cheating and I'm getting single payer vote for me. 2020 Lance Armstrong. That would one be the ball, way. one nation. Um, I'm sorry, I'm distracted now because Andrew is uh, messaging me. He's asking my username on Skype. I sent him a request, so he he shouldn't need my username. He should just accept my request. Um, yeah, it's just it's just my name. It's just Nathan Timmel. So now any uh, any listener, if you want to add me on Skype for no reason, you just know it's my name. See, I didn't even put that together until you pointed that right out at the end. I was just like, yeah, I, I, I didn't feel like you gave them anything they shouldn't know. This is why I'm a horrible hacker. Well, yeah. Well, some people have like uh, fucked up Skype names like, you know, Taco Bell 20 or, you know, Hungry Hungry Hippo. Mine's just my name. So now it's out there. Hackers, uh, you, you have the ability to uh, find me on Skype. I don't know what you'd hack, but... Uh, are you are you affected by the Equifax hack as we just kill time here waiting for Andrew to figure out Skype? The Equifax hack. Uh, they have a website no. up, and I said I entered my information, and it said looks like you were not affected. So, <laughs> well, I, I I don't need to do shit like that. Reason is I have a 550 credit score. Now, when you have a 550 credit score, it doesn't matter who steals your fucking identity. They can't do nothing with it. <laughs> All right. Well, we, anything I wish I wish someone would steal my identity because uh, then maybe these student loan guys will start calling their phone instead of mine. I want to make it easier to steal. <laughs> See, and that's the thing is, uh, well, I don't want to put it out there, but yeah, we, uh, my wife and I, are trying to buy the new house. I'm actually uh, fake angry, not well, just a little angry at my wife right now because she is out of town with the kids, and we have an open house. Jake and I have mentioned this in passing. That uh, oh, Andrew Hall. How many goddamn Andrew Hall requests does he have? Um, it still says he's offline. There we go. So let's add him to the call. Have you joined us? Now I have three Andrew Halls in my contacts. I have your I, old Andrew, one. Andrew, can you hear me? I have can you your... hear Nathan? <laughs> I have I have your new one that you just had. I sent a request to the the username that you told me to send to, so it says new contact requested. And then I have your old profile that just you know has your picture on it that you must have dumped at some point. Oh, uh, you should have used it already because now the listener is missing us. Your your side of this as Jake and I talk to you. All right. Well, we, you guys are good. Okay. So let's start again. You want to start again? Let's start again. Nope. We're just gonna edit it like this so we sound like idiots. Yay. Yep, yep. Well, you know, I like being a guest on other people's show because as a podcaster myself, I feel like it's my job to make the other person interesting. Of course, not in your case, Nathan, when you're on my show because yes. you're just an interesting person. But typically, <laughs> you know, it, it's the it's the host's job to try to make the, the guest seem as interesting as humanly possible. So um, you guys have, have quite a, a task ahead of you. 
Uh, not really. Okay, anyway, we're going to finish up. Jake and I just started bullshitting, not really talking about anything to kill time. And I was just saying that, uh, Andrew, you might not know this. Jake knows. We've talked about it. The, the wife and I are trying to sell our house, and so I'm angry at her right now because uh, we have an idiot dog that likes to get into the trash can and eat the toilet paper and just get shit all over the bathroom. And so I took the trash can and put it on top of the toilet so the dog couldn't get at it. Well, that made my wife mad. She's like, the trash can doesn't go on the toilet. And you know, I said, well, if you put it on the floor, the dog's it. And no, he doesn't get into it that often. It doesn't happen. Well, now she's out of town. I just got back from the gym. There's shit all over the bathroom because the dog went in the trash can. I'm like, fucking just... I, so I don't understand why you can't just put the trash can somewhere where the dog can't get to it because she doesn't like it there. So now I have to clean up the goddamn trash again, because otherwise I would just leave it sit. If she was coming back in an hour, I would leave the shit sit everywhere and say, there, you get to clean it up. But since she's out of town, I have to clean it up. That's the story that I was sucks, telling man. as you called in. All right, Dude, now. you know what You know what would help with this? A mistress, right? You get a mistress while your old lady's out of town, and then she can clean up after the dog and uh, keep you company as well. And mistresses don't care where you put trash cans. It's the best thing about mistresses. Ah, that is a good point. Do you have a um, lot of experience in this area, sir? <laughs> yeah. A lot of mistresses. A lot of trash cans. Good. Absolutely. <laughs> you would think there'd be some kind of technological uh, uh, solution to this problem with some kind of self-sealing trash can. Uh, well, it is, but he knocks it over and beats the shit out of it until the lid comes off. That's the thing, is he... He doesn't give up. He's not a quitter, this dog. He's a winner. He wants into that goddamn trash can. He's getting in. So he knocks it over and beats the shit out of it until the lid actively comes off. All right, I got it. Is it a metal trash can? It is a metal trash can. All right. You know how in maximum security prisons they have that one fence that you can't uh, climb up? Otherwise, it turns you into uh, um, basically cooked hot dog meat. Um, yeah. you electrify your trash can, dude. <laughs> Hook it up to a car battery. I like the dog, though, just not that he does this. I wouldn't want to well, hurt right, my we dog. Just, we hook it up to a small car battery. You know what I mean? Or like, not a, not a car battery, maybe like a lawnmower battery. You know, a few D-cells or something. Let the dog know that it's there, but, you know, it doesn't uh, make its tongue explode or whatever. I, I'm with Jake on this one. I think that's a banner idea. Hmm. I mean, we should maybe sell those trash cans, right? Ele electrified trash cans for pets. Or small children, right? Or small children. Those goddamn things have paws with thumbs. They can they I, can they can get uh, into there. This is a multi-million dollar idea. Jake and I come up with great ideas all the time that we never follow through on, and I never remember what they are because once the podcast is over, we forget about them. Um, yeah, but this I is just got a new puppy too, man. You did? What the? Yeah. Uh, what is? Uh, what does uh, Samson think of him? Oh, he fucking hates her. Hates her with a passion, man. I I thought he'd like her because I was like, he's a Chihuahua, she's a Chihuahua. It's a girl. This is awesome. He is the biggest fucking dick to this dog, man. It's ridiculous. He growls at it. He tries to bite it. It's he's not happy at all. Well, this is a little on you. As we know from previous podcasts, your chihuahua likes the bigger dogs. He tries to fuck St. Bernard's. He's, yeah. yeah. He's a chubby chaser in the dog world. I mean, well, to be fair, I didn't, I, I'm not saying I want him to hump the dog right now. It's only six weeks old. Um, I'm just, I just don't want him to try to eat the goddamn thing, you know, cause it's a small dog. It, it starts crying and stuff when he's mean to it. In fact, if anything, I, I, I'd prefer that my dog was just kind of mean to younger dogs than, you, you know what I mean? Tried to sleep with the younger ones, tried to go all Jared Fogle and shit. I, I, I don't want my dog doing that. Well, I just figured when you said you got a girl dog that you were getting it for companionship. All right. Maybe so later. Yeah. But it's still young now. All right. Um, 
So, Andrew is here. Andrew, uh, as I said at the top of the podcast, before he called in, I said he'll be calling in, um, has been on the show in the past, uh, runs the website, uh, Laughing in Disbelief. Uh, is, is that the full, or do you have to type pathos.com? I think it's, um, yeah, but I'm not a big boy website. I have I have to do the, uh, I have to go on the pathos.com kind of thing. Pathos.com, then backslash laughing in disbelief, or is it just a dot? You could go on to, you could Google Hurricane Irma jokes, and I'm on the front page right now with two posts. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. I just stuff, posted a, a Hurricane Irma joke uh, this morning, a meme that I made, which was just basically, have you seen, either of you seen that meme going around that says, hey, uh, if you're in the path of Hurricane Irma, take a glass of water, put it in the freezer when it's frozen, put a quarter on top. Because that way, if your power goes out, you'll know how long the power was out by where the quarter is. If it's at the bottom, you throw your food away. Uh, have you seen that one? I have not seen that one, no. Okay, no. My, res- my response was, I literally thought that you would know not to drink the milk because your refrigerator was 350 yards from where your house used to be. So, uh-huh. that was my response. Anyway, the reason I wanted Andrew to come on today, uh, because as we have talked in the past, I'm going to move a chair in the background there, a little noise. Um atheist and i don't know what i am anymore i was an atheist now i'm sort of i guess agnostic which is the pussy atheist like i think there's something worth believing but i know it's not man-made religion i just don't know what it is i know all the man-made religions are bullshit jake what do you consider yourself atheist agnostic i'm still an i'm still an atheist man and i my big question for agnostics when they say they don't know and and they try to give other religions credit, like all right, well, no, I'm not giving any religion credit. I'm not right, giving good, any religion credit. All right, because with I'm... those guys, with those guys, I always ask them, like, are you an agnostic when it comes to um, like Thor and Zeus and whatever god was making them chop off heads in uh, you know the Aztec world? Are, are you an agnostic for those two? You know, yeah. What I mean? See, I don't know what's out there. That's my whole point. Is I, it makes more sense to me to worship the goddamn sun because you can see the sun. I, but I'm not saying I do. I'm just saying that I, I don't know if I believe in uh, a universal energy or a universal soul or karma. I don't believe in karma. But that's why I wanted Andrew on because I wanted to Well, I'm to definitely talk about... not worshiping in the sun. That, I'm, I'm pale. That shit will give me skin cancer. I go worshiping <laughs> that goddamn thing. Oh, it gave it to John McCain. So I, I guess I, I, I watched... Uh, a Vice episode, an episode of Vice, the the series, that talked about, this was years ago, four or five years ago, that talked about Texans during the middle of a drought when they had the uh, days of prayer. Rick Perry uh, said everybody should pray for rain. And then the drought got worse. What happened is I, I made another joke, but someone made the same joke for me. When Hurricane Harvey hit, I said, wow, looks like Rick Perry's prayers have been answered. And then I went to Wikipedia to look up the Rick Perry prayer thing. And someone had already put in there at the bottom, like, that after the days of prayer, the drought got worse and worse and worse. And then someone added the line, until Harvey came uh, last week or something like that, which I thought was hilarious. So you have, I guess I wanted to talk about He should have gotten half as many people to pray. That's what you got to do next time. You got to weigh it out. You got to weigh it out like a scale. You know what I'm saying? You prayed too hard. (laughs) Well... And yeah. it's on a timeline, you know, like, okay, we need rain. Okay, see you in five years or seven years or whatever it is. Um, I guess why do, these are the same people that don't believe in climate change. I guess why do you believe in one invisible deity and not one invisible man? You know, they can't see climate change. They can see the after effects of it, but they don't believe in I guess, and, and then on top of that, I wanted to talk about the idea that do you as atheists, because I do as an agnostic, do you have thoughts of shit i hope everybody's okay 
And does that thought count as prayer? Because everybody's like, oh, send thoughts and prayers or pray for the people of Houston. No, I sent money. I had the thought. I hope everybody's okay. But I also donated to the Red Cross. So let's just open up the floor. Andrew, what are your thoughts on the, the nonsensical attitude of praying for survival as opposed to actively doing something? And or as an atheist, do you think prayer-like thoughts like, wow, I hope everybody's okay, even though that wouldn't be a prayer, it, it's along the lines of you are wishing to some invisible sort of, or do you not even have those thoughts like whatever's going to happen is going to happen and nothing I think matters? Well, I think, well, I do want to say that what I think does matter to me. That might be a little narcissistic, but I'm going to go with that. <clears throat> But in terms of whether or not my thoughts are going to magically affect the goings-on of the universe, I, I don't think there's any peer-reviewed studies to show that whatsoever. And, and there have been peer-reviewed studies to show whether or not, let's say, uh, uh, Buddhist meditation works on crime rates. It doesn't. There have been studies that show that, what, yeah, that if people are praying for someone who's sick, no results whatsoever. So well, I live, I live uh, 30 minutes from uh, the Maharishi, the guy that seven years past has said, hey, if we can get a thousand people to meditate all at once, it will lower the crime rate of the world. I live 30 minutes from that cult. I stole a flower from their thing one time, man, from one of their little temples. That sounds like a sex <laughs> crime or something, Jack, to tell you the truth. You know, I stole a, a, it probably a flower is. from their thing, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't want to, yeah, I wouldn't want to go around there advertising it. But yeah, we went in, it was a little temple thing, and there was a plastic flower, and I took it. So if um, I am hearing you correctly, I wouldn't say it's narcissistic. Are you saying that your thoughts of goodwill towards other are simply to be a good person, not because there is a higher power judging you or a higher power that will answer. It's just being a decent person is thinking, wow, I hope other people are okay or they're going through a tragedy and I think empathetic thoughts for them. Yeah, you know, it's like, I, I hope things work out for them. I do not wish any ill will on anyone. But you know, my main problem with people treating prayer as like a tool is that it's not a tool. And then, well, you know what's really difficult is getting up in the morning and trying to make the world a better place on a day-to-day basis. Going out, voting in the fucking midterms, going out, talking to people, trying to educate people about climate change is a yes. It's a thing. It's a real thing. It's affecting us. There, what, what is there? There's three fucking hurricanes in, in the Gulf right now. Yeah, these things happen. Weather is different from climate. The reason why you don't notice big climate changes is because it occurs over time and our little monkey brains evolve to handle with the current problem. Whatever's in front of us, that's what we glom onto. And that's just evolution. That's, that's just how our brains developed. When we deal with long-term problems, we just suck at it. Well, this isn't even a long-term problem. If I, I'm, I don't have it in front of me because I'm stupid, but it was somewhere around 2006, maybe around Katrina. I don't remember what year, what year that was. They said it was 12 years. Is that is the right math? But either way, they, the scientists said, because of climate change, we are going to get more powerful hurricanes. What happens is, as the world warms up, the oceans will warm up. And as the oceans warm up, we will get more powerful hurricanes. And so this is 2006 to 2017. They called this a decade ago, you know, and a, and a couple of... That's not long term. That's literally within 10 years we are seeing the effects. How do they not wrap their brain around that? How do they still... And I know what, what we haven't discussed yet is we have people that say, well, man can't control the weather. God's in control of the weather. 
I mean, that. I, do we even try to attack that problem, or are those people lost causes? They're so stupid. Believe it or not, 10 years, 11 years, that's still considered to be, you know, long term. And in terms of a species, what, you know, uh, the average American lives to be like 70 years old or, you know, 80 years old. That's, that you know, a decade. That, that can be considered a long time. Also, you know, we're at a tipping point right now. So we're, we're at a climate tipping point when things are going to get worse really fast. It's been slowly, slowly approaching for years, and we haven't really seen a whole lot of it face to face. Like, for an example, uh, they had to change the maps to Greenland because all the fucking ice is melting. The Maldives, the, uh, I'm butchering that name, the Maldives, the Maldives, the island chain by yeah, 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 India. Yeah. Those things, those people Maldives. are going, oh, yeah. those yeah. people are going fucking underwater. You know, look at Miami. Miami, they're, they're having regular floods. There's like water in the streets, just like Venice is. These are small changes, and then suddenly the whole system is, is in the midst of tipping over right now, and suddenly it's like, you know, you, you, it's like you're in a strip club and you know that there are going to be strippers around, but then suddenly all of a sudden you're getting a lap dance with big titties in your face. You know, we're right now in that stage of big titties in the face and we can't get around it, but in a bad way. I was just going to say, this is, you're making this glut, this flood sound like a glass is half full kind of tragedy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Andrew, are you driving right now? <laughs> I am not. No, no, no. Is that, I have a window open. Should I close the window? Oh yeah, I'm hearing a lot of background right, noise, dude, so it's going to be, be picked up very. Let me let me um, take care of this. On your recorder, Jake. What are your thoughts? I mean, so you have these people that are they're they're basically ostriching their heads in the sand. Do you think that Harvey and Irma will change anything, or once it passes, they'll go right back to? Because as we we the thing everybody's talking about today, as we re, as we record, it's Saturday. Um, was for the past two days, Rush Limbaugh has said, ah, hurricane is liberal bullshit, liberal, and then he evacuated. So do you think this will change minds or do you think they will find a way to justify it and end around it? I, I think they're going to find ways to justify it. It's not like this is the first hurricane that's ever hit the country. I mean, if, 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 uh, if, if, if they weren't going to give more money to hurricane relief funds and do anything about climate change after Katrina, and Hurricane Sandy, I, I don't think they're going to do it for this, no. But so I are, think, are as I fucked? said last week, I think we can learn something from the Bible. If you're going to live below sea level, have a houseboat on land. Houseboat on land. Noah. Noah style. Build, build a city of houseboats. You, you said a house built on land. Do you, I say you mean water? <laughs> house, no. Houseboat on land. Oh, houseboat! I thought you yes. said a house built on land, not a houseboat on land. Well, yes, houseboat it'll, on it'll, land when the it'll water be rises. built on land as well. It'll be constructed on land. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then, then when the water hits, it floats. Land as a boat. Yeah, when the water hits, it floats. Interesting, interesting. So, um, and, and you know, one of the reasons why people who are poorer are more willing to make these religious arguments for the weather is because there's a clear relationship between shitty countries, shitty states, you know, states that don't have a good social support network, that they have low insurance rates or they have poor education, uh, the people aren't doing well. There is a direct positive correlation between shitty environments and higher amounts of religiosity in, in, in any group. Well, because you just, you want to hope things are going to get better. And that's where I fall between hope and prayer is like, yeah, if you're down, you, you will, you're desperate. So you just want things to get better. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that is a natural instinct for people to do. It's like, oh no, I have no control over my life. What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to pray. I don't know. That's always productive. 
No, it's it's not productive, and that's why I said when I think my thoughts of man, I hope everyone's okay. I combine it with uh, donation to the Red Cross. Um, I had a thought, then I lost it, and I, I I wish Jake, you got something while I try and get rid of this brain fart. Yeah, I mean, I I don't I I of course don't think that praying will directly do anything, but I. I think there is something to getting people to kind of think about the same thing and, and, and sort of dedicate their, their, their time and their energy to a cause because it, it, it might get them thinking about it more on things that they could do to either help the situation now, prevent the situation in the future. Um, so I, I think there might be some, you know, indirect benefits to something like that. Sure. I, I fixed my brain fart. It goes back 10 minutes in the conversation because uh, I, I think when you were walking to the window, I'd ask Jake... Um, if these two hurricanes will change anything to climate deniers or people that live there. And he said no. And I guess uh, the thing that I find so frustrating is what will take the change. I want to go all the way back to the Rick Perry days of prayer. When when they all prayed for rain, um, they said something like, let, let me look quick look it up. It was something like 5% of, uh, of Texas was in drought. And then by the time everything was done 70% and they didn't get rain for five months, which means scientifically or objectively, don't even bring science into it, um, it failed. You prayed for rain and everything got dramatically worse. How do you sit down and tell someone that says, you know, like, well, God will take care of us. And I, I don't know why I had an accent because we just auto automatically assume Hick South, but um, how, how, how do we tell that person, look, look, you prayed, here's the day you prayed on and here it is, five months later, everything is absolutely worse. It failed. It did not work. How do you change those minds? Is there any possible way? And I know I can't do it because I quick jump to, you're stupid. And that is a bad argument, and I, that's why I so so, so all three of us are comedians, right? So, so the most, one of the important things that we do is building a rapport with the crowd, correct? I mean, that's pretty straightforward yes. stuff. Yeah, hopefully. It's like that when you're, I mean, this is how I feel and how I try to structure arguments when I'm talking with people, especially face-to-face, -face, but, you know, also online. It's more difficult online because you're not talking to people face-to-face. -face. But it's like you want to build a rapport first before you start throwing out the material. You want to, like, smile. I know it sounds stupid, but I know a lot of atheists who don't fucking smile when they're talking to people. <laughs> it's like that's that's a horrible thing that you're not. Oh, yeah, you're, most of them are dicks, man. Well, and that's what Jake and I have talked about in the past is, like, atheists that just get so fucking pokey, pokey, fuck you, you're wrong. And it's like, just be, you can't, be a casual goddamn atheist. Just be like, oh, this is what I believe, that's what you believe, as long as you don't bring your bullshit out of, un you know, like when you vote to restrict gay rights or other nonsense you believe, that's when the clashes start. How about this? We just live our lives and treat each other good. And on Sunday, you go to your gay thing and I watch football. Anyway, smiling is good. Yes. So, so smiling, building some kind of rapport. And then, you know, it's, I don't know. I've been in therapy. I don't know if you guys have been in therapy, but, but the nature of therapy is that you open up a space. You open up the idea that maybe you're wrong, or maybe you can think about it in a different way. So because we're comedians, it, it's easy to do with laughter, you know, to make a joke about it in a lighthearted way. And you're not trying to, like, throat fuck someone with your opinions as much as just opening up this cognitive space where they can say, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm not, maybe there's other ways of thinking about it. Also, if the crowd's a little drunk, I find it helps. Maybe we should get people drunk down there, you know? Maybe maybe that'll <laughs> help. Let's, let's ship them beer. We need to, we need to, uh, the, the EPA, I think, should get hurricane victims wasted. 
Or high. I'm, That's my I'm, plan. I'm not opposed to that. I, I do have uh, some sad pushback against that, Andrew, which is, um, I can't remember if it was, it was probably Hidden Brain, the podcast, that um, did a study and it showed that if you find someone that is wrong and it can be proven that they are wrong in a situation much like this where it's uh you know white trash voting against their own economic uh, good by saying trump you know and, and as he gives tax breaks if you can sit someone down like that and prove that they are wrong in a very kind way obviously and say hey uh this is what you believe this is the truth what happens more often than not nine times out of ten something like that is they go away from the situation going huh i was wrong how about that and within a day, they're watching Fox News or they're back around their idiot friends and they revert and five days later, they are completely back to preaching what is wrong. They have forgotten that they were proven wrong and they just, it's not even, it's, it's like amnesia because they don't even try and justify that they were wrong. They just completely move away from it. And the sad thing about that podcast is it did not end on a note of, here's how you get over that hump. It just showed you can get over the initial hump of, hey, look at this a, a different way oh shit i was wrong and then once they revert fuck you're fucked because they just go back to their their bullshit sure people do change opinions i was brought up a baptist i'm an atheist people do change opinions. jake was a catholic okay so oh, until i was nine i don't know if they're, <laughs> I never had like a, I, it wasn't really i i, I chose he-man over jesus i don't yeah i i <laughs> That's what I wanted to do with my Sundays, and my parents let me. But but you remember that old Seinfeld show, right? About relationships, about how you gotta like the, like a big soda machine, and you gotta rock them back and forth several times before they tip over. Am I? Am that I, is true. Yes. Okay, yes. It's like that with really deep set ideas. So yeah, maybe I'm not going to convince someone with a five minute conversation that their entire view on the world is wrong. That's okay. Do I throw some? Do I put some seeds on the ground, taking uh, a parable of Jesus, and and hope that they grow? Yeah, you know. And and maybe someone else will talk to them, or maybe they'll see something. You know, the thing is, people who are embedded in these societies that are incentivizing stupidity and anti-science, it's very difficult to convince people. And you're 100 percent right. What is important for those of us who aren't in those groups is to vote consistently, attempt to make contact, and attempt to, you know, educate. That's that's all we can do. And and there are things that that we can vote against, like gerrymandering. I'm 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 I fucking get an aneurysm when I think about gerrymandering because as you probably well know, within these congressional districts there's no competition, like in Texas for an example. And so there's no real debate. Politically speaking, well, they, 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 I watched. A, I think it was a Frontline special on uh, that that talked about Austin, Texas, which is, you know, as liberal as Berkeley, California, and it was represented by all Republicans. And then they broke down why, which is Austin basically has no representation. Their re representation comes from just outside city limits, where the white power lies. So you have, yeah, you have gerrymandering completely fucks. That's how Hillary Clinton. That's not gerrymandering, but it shows that there is, uh, there are more people willing to think one way, and yet somehow the people that are in the minority can hold on to the power, and 
you know, this holds sway using fear and ignorance. Well, but to be fair, that happens. That happens all over the place. Yeah, man. yeah. I, I mean, was just if, using if, Austin if at, as an example. Yeah, because if, it, if it's, you look it's at such Chicago, a liberal it's basin. the same damn way. I mean, it's you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's everywhere. So, so, yeah, it, it it so, so, my point is, if you want to fight against stupid policies like anti climate change policies pro Koch brothers you want to fight that one of the ways is is to vote consistently and to and when you have a chance to vote against gerrymandering or you can even call people you can call your representatives I've called my senator before on a number of different uh, things not in a crazy like they're on my speed dial but when there's yeah, an yeah. issue it's important to call because they will listen to you because if one person if they get one phone call from one person they just assume there's like a hundred other folks just like you within their district who feel the same way. My wife contacted our senators uh, multiple times during the health care debate. And it's funny because one of uh, my senators, Joni Ernst, just voted against the relief for Texas, which I thought was hilarious because Iowa never gets hit by tornadoes. So good, uh, good forward thinking there, Joni, you fucking cunt. <laughs> well, but she's got bread bags for her kids' feet, though. Yes, she does. And she, she walked with the pigs. She swam with the piggies. So... <laughs> Um, you know, how you see the play depends on where you sit. You know, isn't Ted Cruz like all about FEMA funding now or, or disaster well, at relief? At for his. Yeah, we'll see what he says when it comes to Florida. Um, best thing about Florida, I thought, was that uh, the professor in Tampa that got fired because he said, well, Texas had this coming for voting for Trump. And the first thing I thought was, didn't Florida go red too? And then here we are a week later and it's like, yeah, well, maybe Florida did go red. Irma, you know. <laughs> You know, the American populace has been voting for hurricanes for decades. Yes. And, and, and surprise, surprise, guess what? Monster hurricanes. That, that's, that's, uh, that's pretty straightforward. All right. Well, let's change gears a little bit. Uh, let's talk about the Dreamers and, uh, um, oh, shit, what's the acronym? Is it DACA? Is that uh, D-A-C? Yeah. DACA? DACA? DACA. Um, I would safely venture that uh, all three of us think it is a good thing to have uh, the have, uh, that America should be open to immigrants. I do want to throw a twist that I am not entirely opposed to what Trump is doing. I'm opposed to him ending the program. The way he threw it back at Congress instead of signing an executive order is pretty shrewd because everything I've heard, like everybody's reacting to the news. Trump is ending it. They're like, oh my God, this is horrible. But what nobody's talking about is the fact that there are several states filing lawsuits against the federal government that want to deport these people. So he, in a sense, is trying to make Congress turn it into a law. He's like pushing them. He's not telling. He said, we got to end it because it's facing legal challenge. He didn't say that. He just said, we've got to end it because his base goes, yay, get the Mexicans out. But by throwing it at Congress, Congress has the chance to turn it into law and allow them to stay. So it's sort of win-win because with, with just an ex executive order, it can be challenged in the courts and it could lose. Like the, So I, I want people to stay. I'm all for the dreamers to be here. I think it's very curious the way Trump went about it. He, he fed his base, but he's not kicking them out. He's letting Congress do their fuck up shit and just do nothing probably. Thoughts from both I, of you? I, I want to back up and say that whenever I hear liberals talk about, about Trump being a complete fucking idiot, it's like, well, yeah, no, not really, because he's, he's cagey. He's crafty. That's what he is. And this is just an example of how he's, he's using the system to feed his base. So, so well, he, he's not like... Interrupt. Uh, I apologize. Let me interrupt. We're probably 
going to see that with the transgender in the military issue. He said, transgender's out of the military, and his base went, yeah, and the military went, nah, probably not going to happen. And then he said, here's the list, and the military said, all right, we'll review it. And that's probably the last we're going to hear of it. He made a statement, his base went nuts, and it'll probably go nowhere. The military has already said they're not going to make any changes without, you know, a comprehensive review, which means it's probably sort of dead in the water. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's good what he did with the docket thing because, you know, by uh, threatening to repeal it and then having it not uh, appealed, uh, I, I feel that it's helping uh, make those kids study harder. You know what I'm saying? Just to make sure their grades are all good. Make sure they don't get any DUIs, anything like that. Just because they, you know, they kind of know like, all right, what if there's some kind of like, uh, you know, drinking and driving C grades and below, you, you know, compromise. And uh, I, get, I get thrown out for the OWI and the poor So it's grades. a fear tactic to make them better citizens. Yeah, it's, well, you've kind of like, yes, you, you, you remember that song, A Boy Named Sue by Johnny Cash. This is yes. the bill named DACA. And it's, <laughs> it's helping make them strong and, 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 and keeping them on the right track, I feel. Ah, there's, there's Jake finding the uh, silver lining. <laughs> a little ray of sunshine. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. go, I'm sorry. I said I interrupted you. Go back to uh, uh, Trump being cagey. That's where that's where I interrupted you. But but of course he's uh, the problem with DACA is that ideally Congress should have made a fucking law about this eight years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago. But the thing is, is Congress is even more dysfunctional than it was in the past. And they couldn't do even basic legislation on this topic. And so that's why Obama did this executive order. I'm not saying anything you guys don't even know. But the reason why he had to do the executive order is because the system failed at a certain level, at a certain point. And I agree with Trump is the fact that the system failed. Obama did something that was meh, 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 kind of constitutional kind of not constitutional in the sense that it's an executive order i'm not a big fan of executive orders to begin with as you could probably tell but the thing is no i i, I like the bill but yeah the, the way it, it would have been better if there was a, a a different way to go about that well the first the first bill was drafted if i remember in 2002 so by the time you know then whatever version got to obama's desk and failed or not got to his desk by the time it was in legislation and failed to get he he had said fuck it, you guys have been working on this for too long. So I agree with you that maybe it's not the best, but at some point, like, you agree. He had to do it. He's like, I, I'm just going to, since you fuckers won't take action, I'm going to. And now Trump is kind of forcing them to take action. He's saying, you have to deal with this. The, the reason why Trump has to do it, quote-unquote has to do it, is because his base are a bunch of racist lunatics. That's the reason why he, quote-unquote, has to do it. It's for his political survival. And let me, let me quick, again, I apologize, I keep interrupting, but that's the one thing... Hillary has her book coming out right now, and it's uh, what happened. And she talks about all these things she should have done and didn't, like, oh, I should have yelled at him during the debate. The thing I thought Hillary should have done is when she called them deplorables and they went, Ehh! she should have doubled down and said, no, fuck you, you are deplorable. That's, you know, like, she should have doubled down because you just called them all racist and shitheads, and they are. And, and, Fuck it. Call them what they are. Don't don't try. Well, I, don't, and win. I, don't, I don't think it's really fair to sit there and call anybody who who voted for Trump instead of Hillary a racist. Like they did it. There was two white people running for one thing. Well, it's a they, racist or a racist enabler. You're you're everything. Knowing what everyone knew about Trump, if you still voted right. for him and say, "Well, I don't believe in this and I don't believe in that," but I still right. think he's the but best. Fuck you. 
Yeah, but you you're, you're acting like you had a perfect candidate in Hillary Clinton. You did. No, I'm not. I'm sorry, she was man. entirely flawed. That she was. It does. She was completely flawed. Yes, but at the end of the day, you have to act like an adult and go. Okay, I'm not getting what I want, but this is easily the better of the two. It's called manning up instead of throwing a tantrum and going, I'm going to vote for Jill Steiner, I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders, or I'm going to vote for... No, you just fucking... And now, because people didn't do that, we have Trump, because they wanted their way and they threw a temper tantrum. Because they or didn't be- get what they wanted. because they picked somebody who's still pretty right-leaning on, on foreign policy and still... Uh, you know, pretty pretty closely connected to guys on Wall Street. I mean, it, yeah, it, it makes people want to stay home, man. I mean, that's I I I would put that just as much on the people that. Uh, uh, well, stay home. Yeah, forty-seven percent of people stayed home, and that that should have again instead of pouting, they should have voted. Oh, I mean, I agree. They should have gone out and voted, but to put this all on the people that didn't vote or all on the people that voted for Trump, because everybody likes to sit there and go, we had a perfect candidate, but then millions of Ku Klux Klansmen voted against her. We don't know what Nobody happened. Nobody said I mean, she crazy. had a perfect candidate. Per- I've never heard Dude, anybody they, they call act like a constantly. They, they blame everybody else. They blame Bernie Sanders. They blame Jill Stein. They blame people that didn't vote. They and blame they blame Hillary, that voted too. Everyone they blame, should, they blame everybody but Hillary, man. No, I hear everybody. You can't, Hillary. Hillary absolutely, they absolutely do. Much of the blame. The the reason why the Democrats suck and and they've been losing seats and they've been losing elections is because they don't do grassroots. They don't have people in in local. They don't have people embedded in local communities helping out people. You know, Republicans have churches. They have basically right wing churches, evangelical churches. Catholic churches who are, are promoting uh, anti-abortion laws, and that is their big edge. Besides, of course, the money and the gerrymandering. And Democrats, they've just pretty much retreated. They have retreated out of districts that they think they can't. No, you're you're right, and they they had that during Obama, and I don't know why they didn't have it this time. To be honest with you, I think I think she thought it was going to be a gimme. I think she thought like, yeah, no, I'm, she did. I'm she up, did. And uh, dude, I did. I did. I thought like, dude, she's got this one in the bag. Like, I get it. I was like, dude, because she's up. And let me let me just kind of clarify earlier. I was not defending Trump at all, man. Like, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that she thought. I don't really need to do this because I'm up against a crazy man who's never worked in government before and says horrible shit. I'm, I'm clearly the better option here. I can just sit back and drink Starbucks and not fucking go to whatever the fucksville, uh, North Carolina. I, I got this one. Democrats are sucking their own dicks. I mean, I thought I called it for Trump. I was pretty consistent across the board that as soon as, as soon as you see him rolling over Republican candidates in the way he did it, it's like, Oh, well, this guy's going to – and also when you think about how Hillary runs her campaign, it's flat-footed. You look at her history. Obama beat her by basically you know, working around her. Sanders – Right, um, and, and he, was, he was an unknown. He had been in the, in the, the United States Senate for two years. No one knew yeah. who the fuck that if guy If she was. was a boxer, she'd have lead feet. And, and people just fucking right. roll around her and just pick her apart. And it was – I thought it was pretty obvious – to tell you the truth, and I got a fucking ton of shit from my liberal friends that 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 Trump was going to win. It's like, yeah, I think Trump's going to win. It, it, I wish I could have fucking made money on it to tell you the truth, but I didn't. Well, I this goes back to the point of of being told you're wrong uh, and understanding you're wrong, and then forgetting about it, then the amnesia about it, uh, because. I, I didn't know Trump was going to win. I was very worried. I was hesitant. I'm like, I think he could pull this out in a squeaker. I'm not positive it's going to go Hillary's way. I know she thought she was going to win. 
um, I read several stories, several articles that talked about polling and the debates that Hillary, she got bumps after every debate. When she stood right next to Trump, everybody said, holy shit, she is so much better than him. We have to vote for Hillary. But then within two, three days, they got that amnesia and went, yeah, but I just don't like her. And that's what lost it. And maybe if they'd had to debate the day before the election, she would have won. But it's that whole, she really was the better candidate. But people only saw that when they were standing right next to one another. But the instant they were apart. The, the, the thing is, is that people don't want to vote for a politician. Like when I look at Trump. How did we get on this path, by the way? I forgot. <laughs> oh, we're talking about the Dream Act. We're, we're supposed to be talking about immigrants. And we're talking about the goddamn election. It's over. She lost. Fuck it. Trump is our president. Well, it got what, tied to what it. I mean, are there we... was a lot of talk about immigration during the election. You I know. know but, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just, uh, we're arguing over something yeah. that's fucking in the books. There's nothing we yeah, can do to change yeah. it. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I, I, I think it's fucking hypocritical that the Republicans, and this is the same thing for the Democrats, the only, thing that, the only time that they care for constitutional uh, uh, proprieties to, to do things properly is when it behooves them. It's when it works out for them. So the Republicans are like, well, you know, we we want to get rid of this bill. Let's say we're just going to do it constitutionally and just uh, let it go back to Congress that we know are just going to fuck it up because they can't wipe their own asses. And, and the Democrats are the same way. You know, if they can do something easy, because we're lazy, we're a lazy species. If they can do it in a lazy way and not do it through the proper channels, they'll do it. Well, anyone will. Well, let's let's uh, let's talk about one more thing and then uh, wrap it up. Let's talk about something I think we can all agree on. How many people were so fucking overjoyed, happy, and giggling furiously that Joel Osteen finally got called out for the dickbag piece of shit he is? And as much as I thought it was funny, I think it's sad that people are going to get amnesia and go right back to his fucking church, and this will not end him like it should. He's been exposed to be a hypocrite and a con artist, but doesn't doesn't matter people will give him money and go back to his fucking church but it was a nice moment it was a nice moment to have him say oh we're flooded out and then to see videos of people saying uh i'm, I'm here right now there, there are literally no floodwaters you could have these doors open like taking videos on the spot calling him out on his bullshit and a goddamn mattress store guy mattress mac is more christian and saying this is how you help people than a spiritual leader that just boggles the mind in the words doesn't. of jesus christ there's too much water around this place for me to help anybody <laughs> you know it's like when you see moments like that when when there's like this moment of clarity the population has about wow this guy's a real fucking dirtbag it's kind of like an alcoholic you know he he, he or she they kind of like stop drinking for a little while and say wow i gotta get right i gotta change my life and then they're hitting the bottle the next day well, you know, the thing, uh, this uh, it was just a sideways thought. The thing I never understood about uh, the alcohol and we're quitting smoking is it always gets a round of applause, like, oh, so I gave up smoking. Yay, good for you. What do you mean good for you? You fucking were doing the stupid thing and you stopped. It's about goddamn time. But, that but, was but, always but, my response. The, the thing is that our default setting for, for the species is stupid. <laughs> you know? no, that's true. That's we can't, true. Yeah. you know, you know I, I think we can't make people smart. We just got to make them less fucking stupid, to tell you the truth. My favorite line is from Bill Maher. I listen to his podcast. It's weird. I have HBO, but I don't watch real time. I listen to it the next day at the gym like I did this morning. Uh, and my favorite line of his is always, um, and he said it again today, which is why I've heard him say it a thousand times, where he talks to the Midwest or he talks to Trump voters. He's like, look, I know you don't like me calling you stupid, and I promise I will stop as soon as you stop being stupid. 
That's just such a great line that he's like, I know that I'm insulting you and it doesn't get anywhere, but then you go and do something that is insult worthy and I have to insult you. All right. Well, yeah, uh, honest, honestly, like most, most churches, most religious organizations, for the most part, I feel like do do good things for people. They got their soup yeah, kitchens. Yeah, they got all that. Yes, but like, yes. I, I like when everybody acts shocked when these these like giant uh, televangelist guys that that live in like five million dollar houses where they're preaching about a, a hippie who had sandals and rode on donkeys and shit. Like they're they, like when they turn out to be scumbags. Like everybody's like, "What the guy? You mean to tell me the guy that gave all of his sermons in Armani suits?" And drove there in Rolls Royce. Like, that guy turned out to be a greedy piece of shit? No. No, not that guy. He had well, the yeah. Rolls Royce of a saint. He had the Rolex <laughs> of, of of a truly selfless man. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's what I'm talking about. Is is I, I will agree with Jake. As much as I, I don't understand religion and I don't buy into it, you do generally have... Uh, churches open their doors well no then again we do see pictures of places in san francisco that that uh, turn on uh fire sprinklers at night to you know drench homeless people out and they they put uh not nails or spikes but they they put like bumps all over all across their walkway so homeless people cannot sleep there it's it's a mix there there are very good churches there are very bad ones but i agree with jake in that it's it's somehow very satisfying to see one of the big i remember i felt this way when uh, jim and tammy faye baker uh came fell from grace i was so like happy and it's it's again this goes the recurring theme of amnesia you think once you'd see one iconic bullshit artists fall, you might look around and go, oh, well, maybe they're all bullshit artists. But instead, they just turn to the next one and go, well, he's telling me to give $200 so that Jesus will love me. I better listen to this one. People and love bullshit. It, People love it's bullshit. It's insane. I do like watching them get caught. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a total guilty pleasure. I love it. I mean, like, I'm not. I'm not guilty about it. I think it's just an open pleasure. I'm I not, jerk off to that I'm not, shit. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not into dudes at all. But I would totally blow one of those like evangelical ministers in the airport men's room just so I could tell people about it and get them caught. You know what I'm saying? If I was going to go to that trouble, I'd fuck him in the ass at least. You know, I mean, that's just me. That's just me. I don't know. I'm crazy. I feel like it's a harder sell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel like, granted, I've never, I've never hooked up with a dude in an airport men's room, but I feel like that's a much Harder yeah, to sell. Stick My your sales pitch isn't that good yet. Versus put your ass up against this hole and then take a, uh, uh, a, a broom handle up it. It's much different than put it in this nice, warm, uh, saliva-filled orifice and you don't have to do anything. See, now you're selling me against that one, man. You're terrible <laughs> at this. Jesus. All right, I'm just going to jerk off of this stall, stall by myself. Thank you. I don't there want nothing. Go. Andrew, thank you for joining us. Uh, very nice having you here to discuss uh, prayer and flood and all things uh, uh, religion. Appreciate Good it. Good having you, man. Always I'm always happy to come on, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Listeners, uh, as I said, uh, pathos.com, laughing in disbelief, somewhere in there. It's all one word. Just Google laughing in disbelief and you'll find the website. Uh, Andrew Hall is the name. He's got three three Skype profiles. He might not know about it, but he said, here's my uh, user ID number. And when I uh, sent a request, it was to not this Andrew Hall. So maybe there's a different one out there uh, that's getting a request from me. But this that was the user number you gave me. Um, check him out. JakeVebra.com, NathanTimmel.com. Um, not doing Caller of the Week this week, not doing Overlooked News because we are already at about 50 minutes. We usually keep it a half an hour, but 
Andrew is a bonus guest, so bonus time for all of you listening. Thanks. Bonus time! Thanks again, guys. Thank you.